Hello. Hello. How are you Hi, Mary. Today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Do you remember me? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Have <laughs> yeah. you seen your video? I did. You did? Did you like yeah, it? I did. Yeah. I think I started following you. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, how have you been doing since then? Good. Yeah? Just working, very busy right now. Yeah. I don't remember what work you do, though. Uh, that Italian restaurant on the... On fifth? Thomason. Where you dropped me off, remember? No. That I had honestly. a work meeting? Oh. Okay. Yeah, sort of. The problem is that I drive so many. So many people. people yeah, it's hard to keep up. I start confusing the the stories and the faces. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm 56, so. <laughs> it's understandable. I'm a waitress, a and I have a lot of customers coming to me. Hey, Mary, how you doing? I'm like, hi. Do I know you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Now the question is, what am I, what are we gonna do with the video, though? Are we gonna like? Am I, this is the first time that I have somebody for a second time. Shall I, shall we publish it again, or should I just do one video per person? I'm not sure. I guess we should just publish it again if you want. It's up to you. It's your channel. You know sure, you have right? my permission. I haven't thought. Oh, I do still. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I put a better microphone. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, when I walked in. Yeah. But sound, I thought the other uh, one sounded good too. Oh, it did? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? That is really interesting. Now I can compare the two clips with the same voices of the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can with do two that. different microphones, I can see which one sounds better. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. How is the people's thought about your video? So everybody likes the idea always when I mention it. Most people agree to get published. It's just I don't have time to edit all the videos. <laughs> Late at night, I'm still like bending over the computer editing all that stuff. Like, you know, like when people have a phone call, uh, you have to edit it out and, you know, little things like that. Or when it's too long, too quiet, I edit that out. And, uh, people like the idea, but they're not really following yet. So, another thing that I notice is as soon as I stop publishing, the number of views just drops to zero. So, you have to constantly keep you have to constantly every day publish a few of these rides, and then people, people keep, keep watching. Maybe, well, um, then you start getting money from it. <laughs> uh, I hope so. <laughs> That's I the goal. So. Yeah, I don't think I'll get rich from it, but a little extra. Yeah. The extra might hurt. hurt. Yeah. Honestly, though, I would also like if it would, like, I fantasize like if it would be really successful, I, and I make a lot of money with it. I would like, like Mr. Beast, like, want to give it away to people in need. Yeah. You know, things like that. That's I nice. wouldn't want. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in a big mansion and all that stuff. No. I'm actually pretty happy uh, driving for Uber and my other job. So. I don't really, really need the extra money. Just fun. The, the, the camera is just for fun. It's just <laughs> at the but hey, yeah, you never know, right? Yeah. A lot of people are get very rich on YouTube and yeah, doing stupid things. <laughs> at least this is something that <laughs> oh, maybe interesting. Maybe should do. We should do stupid things. <laughs> you should have like <laughs> challenges and like have your customers or riders wear like silly hats and stuff like that to make it more fun. 
a karaoke. <laughs> so like I'll give you a microphone and we'll put on some music. I will pass then... so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though that, that I'm a serious guy though and I just at work at Uber and so I'm not sure I'm entertaining enough of that. But it's true though. You can make your, your writers entertain. Say that again? You can make your writers entertain the me? videos. Yeah, exactly. Tell me a joke. Your jokes you, are like I said with the silly hats or silly like little... You know there's some customs that it's just like a little rope? Uh-huh. So you just make them do silly things if they're real, of course. Have you gotten yeah, any... But then, but then then it's not spontaneous, spontaneous override anymore. Then oh yeah, that's true. set up. Yeah, it is true. I mean, you and I, we can make a deal like, I'll, I'll pay you some money, you attack me. Okay, and I'll scream real loud. Now we get a great video and I get a lot of views. I've seen one kind of like that yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. It's every video is the same. It's saying, oh yeah, this ride canceled on me, mid ride, he's trying to get a free ride, and then at the end he kicks him out of the car. And every video is the same. I'm like, that's no, there's no way that that happens to you every time. No. That's true. But for some reason, it gets a lot of views. It gets a lot of views, yeah. And then, you know, maybe he makes good money and he makes a deal with the passenger or something. I'm not gonna get into that though. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm really enjoying, like, just having conversations. How you doing? Where are you from? Uh, what, you know, just the little details from people. It's amazing. The other day I had a person like she was having cancer, pancreas cancer, and a lot of people survived that. But she was a survivor of that cancer. And she told me about her hard fight and everything and how people around her were really supportive and all of that. And I don't know, those stories, they touch me and that's really what, why I'm doing it, you know. Stories like that. I'm just such a normal person. Venezuela. But your English is perfect. I was you a teacher, an English teacher back in my country. Oh, you were an English teacher in Venezuela? Mm-hmm. So how much did you make per month? It wasn't much. I can't remember right now because mm-hmm. it was such a long time ago. How was it? But it wasn't much. Long time ago. You were 28? Right now I'm 30. You're 30? Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty close. And in my country you graduate fast, so I was 22. You were teaching already at 22? Mm-hmm. You finished high school at 15, and right after that you can start you college. You finished high school in Venezuela at 15? Mm-hmm. At 15, you're still a, a girl. You're not a woman yet. You're you like mature fast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mature well, fast have, when you have to do these things like that. And then do, do they have that, like, um, quinceañeras? Yeah. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so cool. Like this, like big party for all the sixteen. Yeah, year olds I was always, and, I was, fifteen year olds, I was right? never your regular girl that wanted all these big things. No? I told my mom I didn't want one. You didn't, but want? she forced me into it. She did. Yeah. It's really for the family that you're doing it for. I know, but I'm just never been like. No, you're not like a... social like that. Like when I graduated from high school, I didn't celebrate a graduation uh-huh. either. She wanted to, but I didn't want to. I graduated from English classes that I took before I started college, uh-huh. because to 
to be able to start college, you have to have some knowledge. Sure. So I took classes and then I graduated from that and there was a big thing, but I never wanted to go either. So I just never big, big on so parties. You, got, you have your bachelor, bachelor's hmm? You have your bachelor's degree in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Now, is that also worth a bachelor's degree here in the US? I Can you like think so, but you have to translate everything and kind of have it validated in the US. Because now you work at Rorissan, but would you rather be a teacher again? No, I only wanted to learn the language. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that that's why. the whole point of me going to college for it. Just wanted to learn the language. Oh, that's and since it was a career, then I was like, okay, might as well just do it. It wasn't really my passion. I just, I just loved the language. But at that moment when you chose to study English, right? Were you already having the idea I want to move to the US or how, how did that move happen for you? So I don't know if you know what's going on in Venezuela uh, with the crazy president, capitalism and everything. Inflation. Huh? Yeah. So I didn't have any idea about English. So let me show it from the beginning okay. why I wanted to learn English. Right. I was 14 years old okay. and I had a cousin that went to Canada to take some classes mm -hmm. for English and then he brought a friend, he was Korean, he brought a friend back to Venezuela for vacation after the courses were ended mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk to him but I didn't understand English Okay. and it was so frustrating for me that I had somebody from a different country that I wanted to learn more about, but I couldn't understand what he was saying and he wasn't understanding what I was saying. Because you were Spanish only. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So I learned English out of frustration because I couldn't understand somebody else. And after he left, before he left, I told him, watch, I'm going to learn and I'm going to be able to talk to you. Just watch. Oh, you told him like that? I told eh? him like that because oh, I had him so on cool. Facebook and then at 14 years old, I started taking classes. And that's why it was easier for me to come here because I already knew the language. I started at 14. Wow. You sure are determined. <laughs> you sure like... But it was your frustration, I think, that you felt like, oh, I can't do this, but I want to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to meet. And it's your curiosity, I think, that you felt like, oh, I want to meet someone like that from another country plus been with your brother and all of that no cousin what was it? my cousin cousin and yes that that triggered that in you that you chose English mm -hmm. right? so it was the frustration that I had not being able to express myself and know about somebody else's culture because yeah. how many times in Venezuela you meet a Korean person none oh, that was so interesting to you yeah so I yeah, wanted yeah. to talk to him I wanted to I don't know. And it was Venezuela is not a, a country for tourists. We maybe. do. We have Chinese, okay. Arab people, hmm. and Italians. That's it. That's all oh, we have. <laughs> Italians? Why Italians? Italians are everywhere. Because <laughs> they're everywhere. It's true. But yeah, that's all we have in my country. So for oh. me to be to see a Korean person, I'm like, wow. Like I want to learn more about like, wow, everything. That's different. Yeah, yeah, so that, that it was different. the frustration that got me into learning and then the English courses that I took, they were good, but I wanted to learn more. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to learn how to pronounce better, how to write better, how to have a bigger vocabulary. And, that, and that's why you and chose that's why English. I chose in college. Yeah. Okay. And but then, so how did the move happen for you? Okay, so after everything started getting really, really bad in my country, mm -hmm. I started thinking. How am I gonna be able to form my own place? How am I gonna be able to move out? Because I was 22 years old, I was still at my mom's house. And there's no way that you can even rent a place because everything is crazy expensive and it doesn't matter how much you work, it's really hard to afford something. So I'm never gonna be able to have anything of my own because... You just didn't see the future. Yeah, and especially being a teacher, you don't get... A lot of money for being Which a teacher. Is weird because teachers are very honorable job. No, teachers is the it's less is the career that ha that gives you the less money. It's so weird, eh? So Nowadays, even in the U.S., it's a little bit like that, I believe. But it's such an honorable job. Yeah. To take care of the kids, to raise children, to good adults and things like that. It's such an important job, really, in society. You know, it should be a highly rewarded thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I give my kids every day in the care of all these teachers i want those people to be good people right yeah and uh, they can only be good people if they're happy people themselves and get paid well yeah and i think they deserve it anyway that's uh me just renting but uh, <laughs> okay so you felt like after college like this is not a future and then you just hopped in a plane and went here no because it's difficult to get here yeah that's what I did pretty much because I, I came here a few times before because I have a cousin that lives here and I visited Naples before that's why my first uh, stop was Naples and I stayed wait there was somebody here living here already yeah I had a cousin living here cousin so I talked to her and I told her everything that was going on I didn't tell my parents yet I was just making all these plans with my cousin Oh really? Yeah, and then she and told me. And your parents me, thought you she's just on a holiday. No, she, they didn't even know I was coming here at all. They didn't even know that you were here. No, so this this is me doing plans back in my country still. So I was just texting my my cousin. Oh okay. And telling her about all my plans. I was like, I want to go there. Like I want to. At first, my plan was staying for six months, uh -huh. but that didn't happen. I'm still here, and it's almost like eight years. <laughs> And I was telling my cousin that I want to go there, and she was telling me, well, why don't you sell everything that you have? And I'm like, well, that's the point. I don't have anything. Everything is my parents. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, let's, let's do something. I'll lend you the money, and when you come here and start working, you can pay me back. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. We did everything. I bought the plane tickets. My parents still didn't know anything at this point. Wow. And my trip was maybe like four months ahead. And then after everything was finalized, my to my sister, my cousin told me, don't tell your parents that I helped you because they're gonna get very mad at me. And I'm like, don't right. worry about it. <laughs> because the, seeing that little girl, because I was the smallest one in the family. And seeing okay. the little girl going to a different country by herself. And I must say, you do have a lot of oomph, as I would say, uh, guts. You have a lot of, uh, like we said before, determination in what you want in life. You just go out and get it. I'm very uh, proud of you. Thank you. Um, but here he comes the moment. So here comes the day that you had to tell your parents. Okay, so I separated them first. I went to my mom Separate. first. Oh, smart. <laughs> and then You're I was like, so mom, 
I have something to tell you. She's like, what is it? Oh, wait. By the way, I'm actually sort of surprised that you didn't first go to your dad. Because my dad has a little bit more temper than my mom. Right. And I, I wanted to go easy first before you getting see? into the confrontation. Because oh, okay. my dad is very confrontational. All right. So I went to my mom and I told her, Mom, I have something to tell you. She's like, yeah, what is it? And I'm like, so, I'm leaving. She's like, what do you mean you're leaving? I'm like, well, I already bought the plane tickets to go to the United States and I'm moving. She's like, what? You're not doing that. You don't have anything. I'm like, I already have the plane tickets and I show it to her. And I'm like, look, I'm leaving. This is the day that I'm leaving. And then she just started bawling. She started crying her eyes out. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like the worst person ever. Because my mom was crying because of me. And then she was like, don't leave. You're like my little girl. Is there something I can do for you to stay? And I'm like, mommy, I'm sorry. This is a decision that I already took. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving. And she's like, I'm not going to see you ever again. I'm like, mom, I'm not dying. You're still going to see me. I'm just moving to a different country. So that happened with her. She you was she her was sad. I, I told her not to tell anything to my dad yet. Okay. She was sad, but she was like, okay, I have nothing else to do. I told my dad the same thing. Dad, he's like, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere. And I'm like, I'm not asking you for permission. I'm 22 years old. I'm just letting you know that I'm leaving. And he was in denial. And he was saying no. And then who gave me the money? And I'm like, it doesn't matter who gave me the money. I got the money. And I'm leaving. There's nothing you can do to stop me because I already made a decision. And at the, at the beginning, he was in denial. He was saying that I wasn't going to, but I did. <laughs> and that's I how I ended story. up here. Jeez. I love your story. Because it's so like determined and it's so true. At 22, you have a right. My parents are like that. They're, they want to protect you forever. They want to keep you forever. And, and Hispanic parents yeah. are a lot more protective. Oh, true. Especially of girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how's your relationship with your parents right now? With my dad, it's not the best, but with my mom, is great. Okay. My mom always texts me every day and everything, oh, but my nice. dad, I don't know, my dad and I never had a very good relationship. He was a little bit of abusive, and I never Sorry. agree with his ways, but okay. there's nothing I can do to fix them because if he doesn't want to fix himself, nobody will. That is so true. Amen to that, sister. Um, you gotta wanna change yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody can change him except him. And if you're not seeing that, that he's not willing to do that, then I can imagine that you wanna keep your distance. Yeah. The relationship wasn't that bad until one day he really, really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. So many years ago, I got pregnant and. I lost the baby at two months. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was already getting a, getting a little weight for the baby. And one week after losing my baby, my parents were in town. And then the first thing my dad told me, you're gaining weight, you're getting fat, and your husband's going to leave you. And I was already very hurt because I lost my baby a week ago. And then he, my dad tells me this. And I get so mad. And I told him, I don't want to talk about it. And then I go into my room. And then he starts knocking on my door really hard. And I told him, stop. Like, I don't want to talk about this. And he starts yelling at me. And then I open the door and pretty much kick him out of my house. And I'm like, just leave. I'm I'm not 
this is my house you're not gonna come here and disrespect me you can leave there's the door and after that that relationship was over Business, yeah. and that's wow, why that, that I, I cannot fix my dad <laughs> no but that's also a very difficult thing I mean this is a very emotional thing for you to here we are right yeah to um, to um, having to go through that losing your baby um, and then your dad reacting like that wow yeah, instead of supporting me, he was just telling me that I'm getting fat and your husband's gonna leave you. Well, I hope that in the future um, he will change for the better and you guys can reconcile. I hope they get to visit you one day here. That would be wonderful, no? But not staying in my house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that next trip. All right. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Again. you. All right, Have a good baby. night. You too. Bye bye.